to my parlor. Matt Devine stood in his living room at 3.20 a.m., fresh home from work, a record two pieces of mail in his hands. Two pieces of personal mail in his lobby box at once. Imagine that. One was a letter from his mother in Chicago. The other was a suspiciously small padded mailer from a radio station in Las Vegas, WCOOAM. He never went to bed right after getting home from his eight-hour shift at the hotline. So Matt left the two provocative pieces of mail on his red sofa seat and went into the triangular-shaped kitchen to microwave hot water for herbal tea. Matt made himself a steaming mug of red zinger and carried it with him to settle down on his Goodwill sofa and set it on the melamine cube table. He opened the package, expecting a promotional audio tape. Radio stations were also trying to convince everybody they were essential, but he didn't have a radio, only a small color TV on a wire metal stand that looked like it belonged in an old folks home. The tape label read, Ambrosia. That's when it crossed his mind that the tape might be something sleazy. This was Las Vegas, after all, where sex for sale offered as many innovations and incarnations as theme hotels. A letter folded in thirds shook out of the empty package. It was addressed to him, which made Matt frown. Almost no one knew his address, and he was happy with that situation. He was probably the only man in America who got no junk mail. Dear Mr. Devine, it began. He read on, his wariness changing to wonder. Finally, he just sat there, balancing the unusable tape in one hand and the letter on the palm of the other. The tape weighed heavier. He supposed he could listen to it. What harm would that do? But first, he'd have to find someone with a tape player. Someone? Only one person he knew was nearby and handy and definitely armed with a sound system. His accelerating pulse made it impossible to tell if this was merely a good idea or a dangerous one. First thing in the morning, he would have a reason, an excuse, to see Temple. The parking lot felt like a giant black square on an inactive chessboard, empty, yet possessed of an odd aura of expectancy. Carmen Molina advanced into it like a bold pawn making the first move, big steps, strides even, her velvet work clothes hanging slack in the Blue Dahlia's tiny dressing room while she left in her jeans and tennies, key ring jingling on her finger. Carmen chuckled, hearing an echo from the hard asphalt. If the audience knew about her daytime gig as homicide lieutenant C.R. Molina, she'd lose all her mystique. She wondered sometimes which was the role in which the reality, blues singer Carmen or detective C.R., her well-aged Toyota sat alone near the lot's border. She veered toward the driver's side. Then her steps skipped a syncopated beat. Someone had strewn a broken trash bag right beside her car. A leaky trash bag. The distant streetlight ran its rays over a slick rivulet of liquid. Yuck. She'd have to haul it away. It was too close to the car door for her to get in without stepping on it. And then she got closer. Her hand was digging in the shoulder bag at her side. She wasn't sure whether it hunted a firearm or a cell phone or both. Both were there. But a glance around the parking lot had her pulling out the cell phone first. She stayed put for a few seconds after making the call. A homicide cop didn't often discover her very own dead body. But a cop's got to do what a cop's got to do. From the torque of the torso, the victim had fallen or been dumped 
here while the music was being made inside. She went close enough to check the body for heat and heartbeat. Neither, of course. She glanced at the driver's door of her car. She read the lethal graffiti, two words spray-painted on the sun-faded paint. She left. Maybe she, whoever she had been, had. But Carmen Molina couldn't leave. Long night, Detective Morris Alch said about 4 a.m. Molina nodded. You eat here with anyone? No. Kind of late to still be at a restaurant. It's part jazz club and the group was jamming. I was the last to leave, from the customer lot at least. Molina glanced at Alch's partner, Mary Sue. That was it, the whole name. The woman was almost shorter than her name. Ninety pounds of ace girl detective, a china doll adorably diminutive.